0: Welcome to Staying the Course. Join us as we navigate the uncompromised Word of God with Pastor Brett Peterson. I love your word. I love the way it comforts me. Three weeks ago, we covered the start of the Day of the Lord, and that was the breaking of the sixth seal, and we talked about all the events in Revelation chapter six. And we went into chapter seven ended with Christ appearing in the sky and everyone on earth hiding in the rocks and the caves from about what was to transpire. It's Revelation chapter six, verse 15, and it's up there. Then the kings of the earth, that includes the Antichrist, the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong, every slave and free man. Do you think that includes all people? Absolutely. The whole world except who? the Jews who were taken to the wilderness to be protected for the last three and a half years during the wrath. They hid in the caves and asked the rocks to fall on them, saying, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and the wrath of the Lamb, for the day of their wrath has come, and who is able to stand? And so that is where we left off. So on the timeline again, Seal 1, the Antichrist coming to power seal two is wars rumors of wars uh seal three is famine locusts these are all natural events these are not supernatural they're not part of the tribulation or even the great tribulation seal four is death and pestilence seal five is christian martyrs then we have the abomination of desolation where the antichrist goes into the temple and proclaims himself god the sixth seal is the event we just read about, and that's the Great Tribulation. And now today we'll be in Romans, or Revelation chapter 8, and that's right here on the timeline. And as soon as Christ breaks the seventh seal, there's going to be silence in heaven. What a profound silence that will be. Amen? I mean, amazing. Here's where we've been so far in the book of Revelation. We've covered all of these events so far. Talking the Sol-83 war, the Gog-Magog war, Russia, Iran, Syria, Turkey, Isaiah chapter 17, Damascus becomes a ruinous heap, Revelation 13, Revelation chapter six, breaking of the first seal, breaking of the sixth seal, the rapture all right so today we've made it to revelation of chapter 8 now all of those events things like that are happening all over the world today I mean there are wars and rumors of wars going on now some say that are these are the signs of Matthew 24 fact of the matter is it's it's the breaking of the second seal that will be the wars and rumors of wars talked about in Matthew 24. So, so far we've made it through all of these, and today we're going to get into the trumpet judgments, the breaking of the seventh seal, when Christ takes possession of the earth back. Remember, we believe that seventh seal document is title deed to the earth. Who owns the earth right now? Satan, yeah, it's Satan's domain, Domain. we live in enemy territory. So, a lot of people try to make the bulls and the trumpets and the seals all at the same time. Have you ever heard this? They say that the first trumpet is the first bull. The second trumpet is the second bull. And they even sometimes try to say the first seal, first trumpet, first bull go together, and they happen throughout the whole 70th week of Daniel. The fact of the matter is, the seventh seal is the seven trumpets. And the seventh trumpet is the seven bulls of wrath. Are you with me? They lead into each other. They are not congruent. They don't happen at the same time. And we're going to look at why that is uh, in a minute. All right. Uh, that's the dead center of the 70th week of Daniel. All of these happen in the first half. Abomination. Sixth seal, I believe, rapture here out of the great tribulation, that short period of time. And then judgment, and that's where we are this morning. Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. Today, the seventh seal, the hour of testing or the hour of trial. But it starts with something that's never occurred and never will again in heaven. You know, right now, what's going on around the throne of God? Worship worship and praise myriads upon myriads of angels and if you could imagine when we were singing that worship song a slow song what was a poor choice to to do the pause it should have been a fast song where we're all singing you know hallelujah thine the glory and then silence yeah it looks 3d yeah so all of a sudden silence in heaven Revelation chapter 1 verse or 8 verse 1 and when the lamb Jesus broke the seventh seal there was silence in heaven for about half an hour. I want you to consider two things here. Number 1 there is time in heaven. Many people have tried to teach that in heaven there's no time. In fact time they say is a created thing. What does the Bible say? The Bible says that Everything was created, the stars, the moon, so that we could measure time. In fact, the Bible says that time was never created, it always was. It's simply the chronological progression of events. So even around God's throne, there's time. Remember, even the martyred saints that are under the altar, they say, how long do we have to wait? They're experiencing time in heaven. Here, there's going to be silence for half an hour, in heaven now that could be a literal half an hour or it might be symbolic and we're going to examine that and what's happening on earth during this time we kind of talked about it revelation 6:12 through 17 the antichrist and everybody in the world is hiding because they're expecting god's wrath to be poured out The Jews are taken to the wilderness and protected. All Israel is saved at this point. They saw Christ appear. Revelation 6, we read the verse. They repented, and now they're taken to the wilderness to be protected and nourished by God for three and a half years. So we have the world hiding in expectation, the Jews being gathered and protected in the wilderness. Any other people groups? Anyone who didn't take the mark of the beast and believes at that time will also be gathered to that wilderness place to be protected for three and a half years. They will not have to endure God's wrath. What's happening in heaven, Scott? What if they're not in Uh I believe the 144,000, part of their job, is going to be gathering people to that spot. And just like Stephen was transported, uh, I believe they'll be taken there. The, the fact of the matter is, God is a gracious, merciful God, and nobody that's innocent or nobody that believes in God will have to endure the judgment and wrath of God. That would be a wrong judgment. Does that make sense? We're going to talk about that. Mike? more accurate to say people are protected Potentially, but they have to believe in, in God at some point and repent. So, yeah. Yep. And in heaven, continual praise and worship has been going on since God created angels. I mean, some of these angels nonstop, day and night, they worship a holy God. Man, I don't know about you, but I have been so lost in a worship service that I could just keep doing it forever, it seems. You know, that worship around the throne of God, if you can picture it. The raptured uh, multitude is in heaven at this point. The marriage feast has just taken place and then the silence that we just read about in Revelation chapter 8, verse 1. I want you to consider how profound that silence will be in heaven. I mean, all the worship, the, the things that have been going on around the throne of God, and for the first time, silence. Why do you think? Something really big is about to happen, no doubt about it. And Christ just took possession of the earth back. You know, we gave it to Satan way back at the garden. And for the first time, now, could we say the uh, Lord's prayer is finally answered? And we'll talk about that. Remember, Christ said, pray like this. Father, let thy will be done on earth just as it is in heaven. What's the implication? God's will isn't being done on earth. Folks, I got to tell you, the Bible says God's not willing that any perish, but all come to repentance. That is God's will. Make no mistake about it. All death, suffering, dying, and all of that come from Satan. Habakkuk 2.20 says, But the Lord is in his holy temple. Let all the earth keep silent before him. Sovereign Lord, Zephaniah 1.7, For the awesome day of the Lord and judgment is near. We need to fix this. (laughs) It is doing it again, John. Oh my goodness. And it does it on my screen too, which is really weird. Uh, stand in silence before the Lord Zechariah two thirteen. be silent before the Lord all humanity do you think that's going on I believe that is what Zechariah was prophesying about Revelation chapter 8 the breaking of the seventh seal there is silence in heaven and on earth what an extreme silence remember we read Three weeks ago that the four angels will even hold back the wind and not even a wind is going to blow on the earth till the 144,000 are sealed Israel is protected in the wilderness. This is going to be a deafening silence Not even wind will blow on the earth It will be in heaven and earth the most profound Silence you can imagine. Uh, I have this picture hanging on my wall and the verse on it is Psalm 62:5. It says, my soul wait in silence for God only, for my hope is in him. He only is my rock and my salvation, my stronghold. I shall not be shaken. On God, my salvation and my glory rest. The rock of my strength, my refuge is in God. And folks, whether you're going through trials now or whether we're here for some of the events in the 70th week of Daniel, our refuge is in the Lord. Amen hallelujah all right so is that silence a half an hour or is it allegorical well we know right now the 70th week of daniel is a week is how many days seven and we know that's representative of seven years so each day is one year if we extrapolate from that an hour would be 1 of a day or about two weeks a half an hour would be seven days actually 7.2 days All right, I think it could be allegorical, and here's why. What do we know about sevens and the precedent of sevens in the Bible? Okay, Genesis chapter 7, Noah and all the animals went into the ark seven days before the flood came. Okay, this is a picture of what's happening right now at the breaking of the seventh seal. The church is rescued, raptured, just prior to the wrath. All Israel is being taken to be protected in their ark in the wilderness where God's going to protect them. So seven days to get all the innocent people from the whole world to that wilderness place so that they will not face the judgment or wrath of God. Since God is a gracious and just God, no one who doesn't deserve the wrath will have to endure it. All right. So that's one thing. Seven days. And then judgment came. Matthew 24, 36, but of the day or the hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven nor the son, but the father alone for the coming of the son of man will be just like what? Mm-hmm. The days of Noah. So I believe those seven days, why did Noah go in the ark seven days? Why, why didn't God immediately begin to judge the earth? There was that seven days of calm before the storm, potentially even for any, anyone on the earth to repent. Why did God destroy the earth? Because every thought and intention of the heart was continually evil before the Lord of the whole world. Are we getting there? Man, it sure seems like it, folks. We live in a dark and perverse generation. Matthew twenty-four thirty-eight. for as in the days of, uh, before the flood, they were eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered the ark, and they did not understand until the flood came and took them all away so will the coming of the son of man be there will be two men in the field one will be taken and the other left two women grinding at the mill one will be taken and the other left that is the rapture joshua chapter 6 remember jericho remember the walls of jericho they walked marched around jericho seven days in what silence they didn't shout they didn't utter a word and they didn't blow their trumpets till the seventh day when God said, Now shout, blow your trumpets, for God will give you this city. So, even Jericho, seven days they marched in silence. So, I believe that the seven days customarily were days of mourning and grieving over disaster in Jewish tradition. And so, I think that seven, that half an hour of silence could literally be seven days. Of silence are you with me okay any questions on that all right it could be that the God of Israel uh, is giving Israel seven days to get to their wilderness location and protected before the wrath and seven days for the 144,000 to gather those who repented when they saw Christ who didn't take the mark of the beast and get to that protected location before God's wrath it could literally be half an hour as well Uh, I don't deny that, but I think the seven-day model actually fits uh, Noah, it fits Jericho, it fits many biblical ideas. And it could be a time of shock and grief knowing for what's about to take place. I mean, the calm before the storm. I mean, God is about to horrifically judge the world. Have you read Revelation 8 and forward? The wrath and the bulls of wrath and the judgment. This eerie silence before all hell breaks loose. And you think about it. I mean, God, is the earth still beautiful? I think so. I mean, God created a beautiful earth. And even though it's falling, there's still so much beauty. And much of it's going to die. In the trumpet judgments, a third of all the sea creatures are going to die. A third of the trees are going to be burned up. All the grass is going to be burnt. And so you wonder why seven days of silence. I can imagine the angels and even us know what's coming and just can't believe the destruction about to take place on this earth. And it's so cute. Man, God is a God of love and mercy and grace, though, isn't he? Okay, let me ask you a question. If he was a loving God, wouldn't he send an angel to declare mid-heaven, flying around the earth, I'm real, Jesus is real, if you believe in me, man, you're not going to have to go through this. Fact of the matter is, he's going to do that before he judges. Did you know that? Revelation Chapter 14, verse 6, And I saw another angel flying in mid-heaven, having an eternal gospel to preach to all those who live on the earth and to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people. And he said with a loud voice, listen to this, Fear God and give him glory, because the hour of his judgment has come. Remember, Revelation 8, Revelation is not chronological. You know, it's snapshots. 14 goes with Uh, 8. It's all mixed up, but... Revelation 8 begins the judgment of God, and this angel declares this just prior to the judgment, and frankly, I believe it's during the seven days of silence. In fact, the earth right before the judgment will not hear anything. No wind will blow, but an angel will fly by and say, now is your time to repent. This is your last chance before judgment is poured out. That's why we do serve a gracious and loving God. Man, he's going to do exactly that before all the horrors are poured out. Fear God and give him glory because the hour of his judgment has come. The first trumpet. Worship him who made the heaven and the earth and the sea and the springs of water. Why? Because they're all going to be judged. Every one of those things. All Christians, remember, are raptured. Babies and children before the accountability were taken up in the rapture as well. All Israel is repented and protected in the wilderness. And right before the trumpet is blown, the 144,000 and this angel are going to gather all God-fearing people left on the earth to that wilderness location to be protected. If they repent, they will not face the wrath and judgment of God. Fact of the matter is, though, Only a few will repent, I'm sure, because Revelation 9.20, in the midst of the trumpet judgments, it says the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues did not repent of their works of their hands. They still refuse to repent, even when an angel declares the gospel mid-heaven. But some will, no doubt about it. Okay, let's get into the book, Revelation chapter 8, starting at verse 1. And when the lamb Jesus broke the seventh seal, there was silence in heaven for about half an hour, could be seven days, the prophetic allegory. And I saw seven angels who stand before God and seven trumpets were given to them. These angels are getting ready to sound forth the judgment of God. And finally, uh, (laughs) that silence in heaven is broken. This begins the hour of testing. In fact, we're promised, thank God, Revelation chapter 3, verse 10, because you have kept the word of my perseverance, I will keep you from the hour of testing or judgment, that hour which is about to come on the whole earth to test those who dwell on the earth. The trumpet judgments are the trumpet uh, hour of testing, and they begin that. Revelation uh, 8, 3 through 5, he goes on to say this, and another angel came and stood at the altar, holding a golden censer, and much incense was given to him so that they might add it to the prayers of all the saints on the golden altar, which is before the throne. Remember before Christ started breaking the seven seals? Uh, What did we see in heaven? We saw bowls full of incense, which were what? The prayers of the saints then christ started breaking the seals he got the document and now at the end they're going to take those bowls that he introduced to us in chapter five and now they're going to actually burn that incense before the throne of god who would do that in temple worship and sacrifice the high priest would do it on the day of atonement he would go into the holy of holies with a censer. he would do the uh Incense into the censer, and if the sacrifice was accepted, the priest would live. Guess what? Everyone else was doing while the censer was taken in there. They were silent, trying to listen if he's struck dead or if he's still alive. You've probably heard he had bells uh, on his robe, and so they would be silent, trying to hear is is God going to accept this? All right, the censer would look something like that uh, on the right hand corner. <clears throat> the tabernacle on earth we know is a copy of the throne room in heaven, right? In fact, we know that the um, uh, <laughs> table of showbread and all of that is listed in heaven just like it was on earth. In fact, in Hebrews it says what we see on earth is just a mere copy. We know Christ when he went there is acting as what right now for us? Our high priest, an intercessor between us and God the Father. Our prayers are part of the morning and evening offering of incense, and they call it the hour of prayer. So in Psalm 141-2, David said, May my prayer be counted as incense before you, the lifting up of my hands in the evening offering. Incense was offered twice a day in uh, the Day of Atonement. It was called the hour of prayer or the hour of incense. Luke one it said the whole multitude of the people was praying outside at the hour of incense, two times a day. They would pray let me ask you a question how often do you pray without ceasing (laughs) we should right no doubt but they had an hour of prayer in fact too, acts 3 1 now peter and john went up together to the temple at the hour of prayer which was the ninth hour of the day so on the day of atonement the high priest would take a center of the incense into the holy of holy place and it gave off a cloud of smoke veiling him from the direct glory of God that appeared over the bema seat or the mercy seat of Christ. Leviticus chapter 16, verses 12. By the way, what kind of trumpet is this? Shofar, yeah. Uh, Now, we don't know if they're going to actually blow shofars as they blow these trumpet judgments. Or literal trumpets, because they did have metal trumpets back then, too. But you can imagine, have you ever been in a tornado warning or a tsunami warning when the alarms go off? Those loud horns, they scare you to death. They're so loud. The trumpet judgments are warnings to scare and get people to repent as uh, the judgment of God is being poured out. On the earth Christ received the seventh steel uh, document it started with our bulls of prayer and now they offer the prayer Jesus throughout history has been the lamb slain our Redeemer that's when he first came when he ascended he became our priest and intercessor at the rapture he'll be our literal Savior and friend and at the breaking of the seventh seal he becomes king and judge of the earth not until then Right now, who's king? God the Father. Who's king of the earth? Satan. Who's king of heaven? God the Father, right? And uh, right here at the breaking of the seventh seal, Jesus moves from being our priest to being our king. Think about that at the marriage supper of the Lamb. For eternity, he'll be a priest to the nations that are living on the new earth. Flash forward to the last trumpet. The Lord's prayer will finally be answered as these trumpets are blown. Uh, remember thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven it's revelation eleven fifteen, and the seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our lord and of his christ and he will reign forever and ever it is not until the last trumpet that christ fully takes possession of the earth why because he's fully judged it He's pronounced his judgment on it. And now his wrath will be poured out. Okay, Revelation chapter 8, start, starting in verse 5. Then the angel took the censer and filled it with fire from the altar and threw it to the earth. And there followed peals of thunder and sounds and flashes of lightning and an earthquake. And the seven angels who had the seven trumpets prepared themselves to sound them. Now God's judgment Is going to be poured out and that's the seven trumpets I just want to go over some some things about the trumpets the first trumpet is the trees and the grass are burned why don't we just read through the rest of chapter 8 starting at verse 7 the first sounded and there came hail and fire mixed with blood and they were thrown to the earth and a third of the earth was burned up and a third of the trees were burned up and all the green grass was burned up the second trumpet the sea is struck a great mountain or something that appeared to be like a great meteor uh, with fire strikes a third of the sea and one-third of the sea became like blood one-third of the living creatures of the sea and one-third of the ships were destroyed and you can read that in uh, verse 8 verse 9 Or verse 10, the third angel sounded and a great star fell from heaven burning like a torch and it fell on a third of the rivers and on the springs of water. And the name of the star is Wormwood and a third of the waters became Wormwood and many men died from the waters because they were made bitter. So we have the sea affected, we have the fresh water, but notice how much a third of the earth is being affected by these judgments. All right. The next trumpet judgment, the fourth, uh, the sun is darkened. A third of the sun and a third of the stars are darkened. So they don't shine. Verse 12. Verse 13. Then I looked and I heard an eagle flying in mid heaven, saying with a loud voice Woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth, because the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels who are about to sound. And that's when things get really bad the fifth trumpet is the demonic locust have you read about these guys okay they uh have tails like scorpions and for 5 months they torment mankind except the 144,000 that are sealed and those protected in the wilderness and they sting them and the men want to die but they cannot the sixth trumpet the demonic army from the east 200 million men Now, some people have tried to say that's the Chinese army. Uh, But these guys are demons and their horses are demonic horses. And we'll read about those later. And the seventh trumpet begins the seven bulls of wrath. And that destroys pretty much the rest of the world. (laughs) All right. So the trumpet judgments uh, compared to the plagues of Egypt, it's kind of interesting the first trumpet judgment is hail and fire, Revelation chapter 8, verse 7. And the seventh plague was hail and fire, Exodus nine twenty two through 26. The third trumpet is rivers turning into blood. And the first plague was a Nile turning into blood. The fourth darkness and the ninth plague was darkness. The fifth demonic locust, the eighth plague was natural locust, And then widespread death and widespread death. So there is a comparison, but they don't flow in order. And so it's hard to say that, uh, man, they were a type of the judgment that God is pouring out, even though they are similar, at least four of them are. Uh, The trumpets are compared to the bulls. Some people say the trumpets are the bulls. Well, let's make a, a comparison here. The first trumpet, a third of the trees and grass are burned. The first bull, all mankind gets painful sores. They're not the same thing. The second trumpet, a third of the ocean turns to blood. The second bull, the entire ocean turns to blood. Totally different thing. Are you with me? Uh, the third trumpet, a third of fresh water becomes bitter. The the third bull, all fresh water turns to blood. Now think about those living at this time. Man. Uh, The fourth trumpet, a third of the sun and stars are darkened. And the the fourth bull, men are scorched by the sun. It's not darkened, it's actually intensified. And uh, the fifth trumpet, we have demon locusts. And the fifth bull, we have darkness. So they don't flow together at all. These are separate chronologically in the thing. So if you've never heard a tornado siren, we uh, lived in Nebraska when I was a small child. I was born in Nebraska. Now, I remember one tornado that hit, and when that siren goes off, the whole town runs and hides. Okay? Trumpets are meant to gather people for repentance back in the day or to warn of peril that's coming. And the peril is going to be the bulls of wrath because that will devastate literally the rest of the world. Trumpets are called to assemble people before God. They still won't repent, though, and we already read it, Revelation chapter 9, verse 20. The rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues, the trumpets, still would not repent of the works of their hands. Even though the angel flew mid-heaven, they still wouldn't repent of their murders, their sorceries, their immorality, or their thefts. Revelation chapter 8, the first trumpet we already talked about, but hails frequently associated in Scripture with divine judgment. It's probably, if you've seen pictures of volcanoes going off and those fiery rocks falling. It's going to be something like that. Could be a volcanic fallout. We're not uh, really sure, but it's fire mixed with blood. That's interesting. Second trumpet. We have this great mountain that hits the sea, and a third of the sea, a third of the ships are are literally wiped out. The result would be the biggest tsunami you can imagine. Uh, Just a volcano went off uh, let's see, where was it? In South America in the 1800s, and there was a 100-foot tsunami, 100-foot, wiped out 162 villages. See, you can imagine the horrific events. This is the third trumpet, that star that uh, falls from the sky, and it affects the fresh water. A third of the fresh water becomes poisonous. If you drink it, you die. Four trumpet, the sun is darkened, a third of it could be all the vapor that's left. So all these first four trumpets are destruction of Earth's ecological system, not necessarily mankind. Are you with me? Land, hail and fire, ocean, fresh water, and heavens are blacked out. Smoke, water, vapor, and all of that black the heavens out. The last three uh, trumpet judgments are horrific. And this uh, Revelation 8, verse 13 This angel, remember, said, woe, woe, woe to those who dwell on the earth because of the remaining blast of the trumpet of the three angels is about to sound. And this is where it gets really bad, really, really bad. So what's to come? The fifth trumpet, again, these vile demons that take the shape of locusts with scorpion tails, satanic slaughter, and the seventh trumpet is the bulls of wrath. Why does wrath come? Does God give these people an opportunity to repent? Absolutely, remember the angel that flew mid-heaven and they still, many of them, won't repent? Only those that deserve it, but we're told this in Ephesians chapter five, starting at verse five. For this you know with certainty that no immoral, impure person, covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words For because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. I want you to examine that list. Immoral, fornicators, adulterers, right? Okay, that's someone who is practicing that, that will not repent, that will not stop. Impure, that could be anything that defiles uh, who you are as a Christian man or woman covetous that's someone who is literally living because they're covenanting everybody's things rather than making god god in fact it's been said if christ isn't lord of all he's not what lord at all so many christians say oh i'm a christian but man is christ lord of your life are you serving him mm. an idolater is putting anything Before God and these people that's why the wrath of God is going to come man but the good news is this Romans chapter 5 verse 8 but God demonstrates his own love toward us in that while we were yet sinners Christ died for us I want you to remember that he died for sinners and you and I all are still what wretched sinners man we're saved by faith in Jesus Christ that man, we still fail, we still fall, we still uh, don't make it. Verse 9, much more than having been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath of God through him. Thank the Lord for that. The good news is, even though we're sinners, through faith we are cleansed and imputed his righteousness and saved from the wrath that is about to come. First Thessalonians 1.10, it says, And to wait for his Son from heaven, whom He has raised from the dead, that is Jesus who rescues us from the wrath that is to come. Mm. Folks, I don't know about you, but I don't want to go through that wrath. Amen? Turn if you would to Psalm 46. And now and any time you face trial, we got to remember that God is our refuge and our strength. Amen? Psalm 46, starting at verse 1. It says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in time of trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth should change, and though the mountains slip into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, and though mountains quake at its swelling pride, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy dwelling places of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She will not be moved god will help her when morning dawns the nations made an uproar and the kingdoms tottered he raised his voice and the earth melted do you think that's part of the judgment of god the lord of hosts is with us the god of jacob is our stronghold i can imagine all those jews protected in the wilderness reading this psalm as all hell is breaking loose around the world and they're protected they are with God from all the judgment that's being poured out. As for me, I am glad we won't be here during this time. Amen. Amen. Any questions on what we went over today or the first 6 seals? Seven, Scott. In the silence in heaven. Yeah. Did the rapture before the silence or during? The before. Yes, so let's go back to that timeline. All right. So, uh, rapture happens at the sixth seal. Yeah. How do we know that for a fact? Okay. We know that for a fact because of Matthew 24. Let's turn there really quick. Matthew 24. And actually, we can say it emphatically. <laughs> and some of you listening online that are pre-tribbers are like, what? All right, Matthew 24. Christ is sitting on the Mount of Olives, and the disciples, verse 3, came to him saying, Tell us, what, when will these things happen? What will be the sign of your coming and the end of the age? We already went through this in depth, but the end of the age is the rapture. And we discovered that clearly. And his coming always refers to the rapture almost every time in the New Testament. Jesus said, see to it that no one misleads you. Many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ, first seal, Antichrist. You'll be hearing of wars, verse 6, and rumors of wars, second seal. I mean, it flows with each seal. Keep going. See to it that you are not frightened. These things must take place, but the end is not yet. Nation will rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. That's still second seal. In various places, uh, there'll be famines and earthquakes, third seal. In Revelation 6, uh, death through pestilence, storm, all of that is the first seals put together. Verse 9, oh, verse 8. But these are merely the beginning of birth pains. Then they will deliver you to tribulation and kill you fifth seal Christian martyrs and um, many false prophets will arise and mislead many Oh, verse 9 and kill you and you'll be hated by all nations because of my name that doesn't happen till here it's it's starting to happen already have you noticed man whoa it's crazy most people's love will grow cold verse 13 but the one who endures to the end he will be saved and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached to the whole world as a testimony to all nations and then the end will come. So we made it to hear what's the end where the rapture happens it's right after this. Okay. Christ will tell us clearly. Um verse 29 But immediately after the tribulation, and that's this great tribulation and trial, that's all that word means, the sun will be darkened, the moon will not give its light, and the stars will fall from the sky. Okay, that happens at the sixth seal. Sun darkened, uh, there's a meteor shower, or demons being thrown out of heaven because the last war in heaven. And the powers of heaven will be shaken, sixth seal verbiage. Then the sign of the Son of Man will appear. That happened in the sixth seal. Remember, the kings of the earth saw him who sat on the throne. Hide us from the presence of the ra- for the day the wrath is coming. Who is able to stand? And they will see the Son of Man coming in the clouds of the sky with power and great glory. Verse 31. And he will send forth his angels with a great trumpet. And they will gather together his elect, the church, from the four winds from one end of the sky to the other. That's rapture. Yes, a great multitude, and that flows to Revelation seven nine. So we're here. Then the great silence, and the seventh or seventh seal, and, and great silence. So the people on earth have they see Jesus? Well, they see all the things in right. that first Right. Yeah. Jesus coming on the clouds. The church yeah. is raptured away. Yes and the angel declaring the gospel giving him one more chance to repent so there's no, there's no, doubt. no doubt yes yeah because even in uh, revelation 9 where they wouldn't repent later on in chapter 11 they begin to curse and blaspheme god because the, satan is going to say i'm the true good god the antichrist is the true messiah and the people that take the mark of the beast will actually believe that. Yeah. Well, most definitely uh here everybody's gonna do that at the millennial reign, because they're gonna they're gonna see him. But I believe that's a reference to at the final judgment, every knee will bow, every tongue will confess, because then even the The dead that are raised to be judged at the final judgment will bow before God at the judgment seat, if that makes sense. All right. Mm. Man, oh man. Any other questions? All right. Well, we have made it almost through the all uh, trumpet judgments. We're going to do the last three and the Bulls of wrath next week. I, I want to get past that, so then we can get into the more exciting chapters that have to do with the coming of the Antichrist again, Revelation, uh, who is Babylon of the last days, and all of that. So we're going to look at that in subsequent weeks. restores my soul, satisfies my needs. Thank you for listening to Staying the Course with Pastor Brett Peterson. If you would like a copy of this message or would like to submit a prayer request or comment, contact us at 949-888-5777 or email us at info at ccbcu.edu. God bless you as you seek and serve him. Remember, stay the course, and we'll see you next week. I love your word. I love.